This is Animal Radio Network. Preventing pain, fear, and suffering of animals through nationwide education and awareness. From all across the globe, this is Animal Radio Network. And truly all across the globe today as we're coming to you live from San Diego, California. Where it is a beautiful sunny day, that June gloom is is heading out, and it's going to be a beautiful day where we're at the San Diego Humane Society for the Adoptathon. Many of the animals here today come from Katrina. Also, uh, if you if you're a regular listener to Animal uh-huh. Radio, you know about the Love Train. Uh, many of the animals from the Love Train they are had here. About fifty five puppies and about thirty adult dogs that they brought in through the Love Train from Mississippi. Love the puppies. Well, you know, it's such a strange mix. My favorite is the Beagle and Dalmatian mix. And if you've never seen one, you got to come down and we, see these puppies. we got to get pictures of these so that we can <laughs> put them up on the website. Let's say you're in Los Angeles, uh-huh. you're listening on Coast or K-Big. It's worth it to come down this weekend and check out the Adopt-a-thon going I mean, on. They have extended adoption hours. They're going to be open for today from 11 to 7. Tomorrow, which is Saturday, June 10th, from 10 to 7. And Sunday from 11. Seven to five, you can come down here to the Adopt-a-thon and bring one of these little beautiful animals home. That's the unfortunate thing about radio is you can't really see all the cute animals. <laughs> also joining us today from uh, Cat Fancy and Dog Fancy columnist uh, Arden Moore joining Woo-hoo! us. Betty White will be phoning in and talking to us today. But first, we're going to head on over to Dr. Mark Goldstein, who's uh, the, they call you Dr. Mark. I, that's the kind of feeling I get around here is everyone's kind of like a first name basis. Everyone's very happy. It's a, it's a wonderful staff of volunteers out here today. Tell us about this event and where these animals come from. We'd love to, but first, Hal and Judy, thanks for making the trip out to visit with us. It's it's just great to have your participation here today and oh, to help pleasure. us get this message out, not just about what we do, but what humane societies and animal services departments all over the country do to help animals. Well, I think this is important that we've, we've selected the San Diego Humane Society because you guys are a great model for what we want everybody, every humane society to be like. Well, I, I don't know if we're a model. We'll, we'll accept that humbly, but um, we've been very fortunate. We have a community that's very conscious about animal welfare. They really understand the human-animal bond, that there's uh-huh. two sides to that formula, that, that animals bring wonderful love into our life, and that we also have to respect them and, and in return offer them that same love and kind. So we've got a community that's supported us to allow us to build this beautiful campus and, and support the animals in our community. It's all about education. This is not uh, just a shelter where you walk in and you find an animal. It's, it's, you, you've developed programs that are, are educating the public. Uh, yeah, we do, Hal, and it, it starts with just to visit the campus. In fact, people listening, if you come down, you know, some people say, well, I'm not really looking to adopt another pet. Why do I want to go there? Well, when you come to our campus, again, we've got our wonderful Starbucks. We've got a wonderful retail center called the Matique where you'll only find pet-friendly products. Uh-huh. But when you walk through our facility, uh, two things will happen. You'll be able to read all the interpretive signage, like going to a museum and learn about things. You may learn more about taking care of your own animal. And uh-huh. I also, I promise, you'll leave with a smile on your face. It's not <laughs> what you expect. It's not a depressing place. No, you said something about... Yeah, most people, when you know, the old days, I envisioned this building out in the back somewhere in these old wire cages and kennels you out in the dirt. something with feng shui. Is, is that what you call yeah. it? The feng shui. I don't know. Hal, we got to get you out here yeah, a little bit more. Enough. <laughs> it's, it's all, all right. I see we need an education here, Hal. Tell us what that's all about. Well, what it's about, really, it, we've created an environment that's positive. That's the energy you feel good about coming here. Yes, a lot of us grew up thinking, oh, why do I want to go to the shelter? It's depressing. Oh, it was, it was horrible. 
several right. years ago. And also the thought of, if I don't take these animals home, they're going to die. doesn't happen anymore here uh-huh. at the Humane Society in San Diego. We have not had to because of the support we get from our community and all those volunteers and the animal welfare ethic in our community. People like Arden helping to educate our community. We have not had to euthanize, take the life of not only just a healthy animal, but even a treatable animal now in over five years. So you have time in the, the facilities and you can put the effort into rehabilitate a dog that's, uh, you know, turned in for serious problems. Not serious problems, but for problems, for behavior problems. You can correct them here before they're adopted out. Right. Our philosophy here is, I have to say, we, we feel we have a moral responsibility to our community and to other animals in our community. We're not going to put a seriously dangerous animal back in our community. Mm-hmm. We're obviously not going to let an animal suffer with some health problem that we can't resolve. But because of the resources we've been able to garner from our community, we can now take a dog with a broken leg and get it fixed and get him adopted. We can take a cat with a thyroid tumor and wow. take it out and get him adopted. A diabetic cat we can stabilize and get him adopted. What's the website if people want to check out the San Diego www.sdhumane.org. Again, that's www.sdhumane.org. Go check it out no matter where you are in the United States. That's why it's wonderful to have you here today. We can reach a lot of people. You know, look at the resources. Look at the things that we have available to us and uh, uh, help your Humane Society or Animal Control Service Department in your community also. Very, very good. We'll talk to you again before the show is over. Dr. Mark Goldstein. Dr. Mark, I'm sorry. (laughs) As everyone calls him around here. We're live from the San Diego Humane Society and their Adopt-a-thon. Many animals from Katrina and uh, as well as the Mississippi Love Train. Don't know much about the Mississippi Love Train, how, what's been going on. Check out the website, AnimalRadio.com. By the way, 24 hours a, a day, seven days a week of live, fresh programming. Wow. At AnimalRadio.com. Uh, coming up in just a minute, Arden Moore joins us. Also, Betty White. You got her on the yeah. phone. I can't I, believe that. Yep. That's coming we go up way next. back. <laughs> Voice of the Animal is brought to you by XFleas.com, your internet solution for flea control and heartworm prevention. Don't waste your time on over-the-counter flea control products. XFleas.com carries all major brands. Visit www.xfleas.com. The cure is out there. Welcome to Voice of the Animal. I used to catch rattlesnakes. By the time it was done, I had caught 39, one for every year of my life. The snakes appeared after I moved into my home in the California foothills. Apparently a snake mecca as rattlesnakes were everywhere. I had moved from rural Arizona, where if a rattler appeared, a phone call would bring some cute fireman out to safely relocate the snake. When I called my new local station to ask someone to move the snakes, the fireman laughed so hard I could barely make out his words. Are you crazy? So I was left to figure it out for myself. It was certainly not safe to have them around the house, but it just didn't seem fair to kill the snakes. What gave me the right to chop off their heads when all they were doing was lying in the grass sunning themselves? I do the same thing. Snakes have had a tough time throughout the ages. Before the verse in Genesis labeled them as an eternal symbol of temptation for all of humankind, they were accorded far more consideration. In some cultures, even divinity. In Hindu myth, the god Vishnu is often depicted seated on the recoiling serpent Anada, which means endless. Vishnu and the snake in the form of an eternal one. In the epic of Gilgamesh, it is the serpent, not the hero Gilgamesh, who partakes of the magical plant of eternal youth and is imbued with the power of immortality in the shedding of its skin to become ever renewed. The heroes of myth usually have a battle with a snake story tucked into their resumes. A personal favorite is the line the Roman author Ovid gives to Hercules. I was defeating snakes in my cradle. The male bravado and swashbuckling style of the Greek hero summarized in one perfect proclamation. 
The most famous snake in ancient Greece was the python, a colossal she-dragon who was a plague to the countryside surrounding Delphi until Apollo slew her with one of his swift arrows. It was believed her death symbolized the victory of the celestial Olympian god over the sacred forces of the Earth Mother. Apollo did establish the Pythian Games in her honor, and his prophetess was henceforth known as the Pythia, safe and controlled encasements for the now-leashed power of the she-dragon. In Native American lore, the snake is a creature of the underworld, traveling up from its cool, dark den to gift one with the knowledge of the cycle of life, death, and rebirth. The transmutation of negative experience into a higher form of consciousness symbolized by the snake rejuvenating itself by sloughing off its skin, as letting go of the old is a necessary process in order to emerge as something new. The herpetologist at the closest zoo came out and taught me how to fashion a snake catcher. Don't you dare try this at home. Armed with my catcher, whenever a rattler appeared, I would hook the snake on the end of the hanger and then deposit him, or her, I could never tell into a large green plastic trash can with wheels and a locking lid that I had purchased specifically for these occasions. I would then load the captured reptile into my car and drive to an undisclosed location to release him. I like to think I was giving the snake a chance to vacation elsewhere. To encounter a rattlesnake in the yard evokes a singular primordial response, fear. There is no new age sentimentalization in the process of catching rattlesnakes. The snakes can mean business, and the underworld is not a place one visits for afternoon tea. The triangular head and unblinking black eyes do not invoke any desire to disnify the snake. I can relate to what Dante says of the swarm of serpents he encounters in the inferno. Remembering them still drains my blood from me. Today, I live in another state, and there are no rattlesnakes around my home. My green plastic snake can now holds Christmas ornaments. I use my snake catcher to pull down the hummingbird feeder that hangs high in the trees. The rattle of the snake has transcended to the hum of a bird, the underground to the aerial. I hope my snakes are happy vacationing elsewhere. For Voice of the Animal, this is Rayanne Cumulos. We join our team investigating a mysterious malady afflicting beloved pets. Dr. Boulder, what is it? Strange, Sally. These cats and dogs, they're scratching everywhere. What could be causing this, Boulder? Upon closer inspection, I've found these... Penicephalites felis, the common flea? Yes, millions of them. No worry, these pets are saved. XFleas.com specializes in flea and heartworm prevention. That's www.xfleas.com. The cure is out there. Fido Friendly Magazine. Perhaps you can do without it, but for kibble's sake, think of your dog. At last, a voice for us traveling canines. Until now, few have taken mobile pooches seriously. After all, who appreciates warm shelter and a comfy bed more than a dog? Fido Friendly, the travel magazine for you and your dog. A quarterly guide to Fido Friendly accommodations in the United States and Canada. Because if Fido ain't happy, ain't nobody happy. Subscribe at FidoFriendly.com. Your dog will thank you. Hi, Hal Abrams with Animal Radio, and I want to tell you about a very powerful novel. Animal Instinct is a page-turning book on crusading for the animals that you and I can relate to. You'll read about Eleanor Green as she quits her job and joins the animal rights movements. Eleanor believes that animals are her true calling, and she endures the daily batterings from her tyrant boss to gain some kindness for the animals. Not only will you be shocked and amazed at the unexpected outcome, you'll be moved by her plight along the way. Animal Instinct is available at bookstores everywhere and at Animal Instinct Novel. 
Preventing pain, fear, and suffering of animals through nationwide education and awareness from all across the globe. This is Animal Radio Network. I guess turning this button on will help. We're coming to you live today from San Diego, the San Diego Humane Society for the Adopt-a-Thon. Uh, some wonderful, wonderful animals out here. I need to thank some people who made this possible. Maybe you could go ahead first, Judy. i got to find uh, my Animal paperwork. Radio is brought to you by Fido Friendly, the travel magazine for you and your dog, a quarterly guide to Fido-friendly accommodations across the United States and Canada. We know it's your life's goal to put a smile on your pet's face, and in these pages, you'll find everything you need to do just that. Subscribe today at phytofriendly.com. We just found out about that publication a couple of weeks ago. One of Arden's friends. Isn't it? Isn't that your friend, Fido Friendly? No, no, you gotta say it real. Nick Svezlowski. Svezlowski. Think of Fez with an S and Lowski. There you got it. <laughs> the voice of Arden Moore joining us. Let me, let me just read this. Get this out of the way. Animal Radio brought to you by Biospot. Ooh, good stuff. Premium flea and tick control products for dogs and cats. One application keeps pets free for uh, fleas and ticks for up to four weeks. Biospot available at your local pet store or or visit www.biospot.com. There you go. Now I feel better. Everything's paid for, and we can talk to Arden more. <laughs> That's important. You got to pay your bills first. No, you're. You uh, I said uh, cat fancy and dog fancy before, but uh, you're. Many many adventures. I'm also the editor of Catnip Magazine, which is through Tufts University, a national magazine, and uh, Fido Friendly. I'm working for them. And, uh, you know, I have a dog and three cats at home. I've got a lot of tails and mouths to feed, you know. A lot of people out here today adopting animals. You know, the thing is about a place like the San Diego Humane Society is they're not just here to adopt out a pet. They're here to have a life partnership with you and your pet. And they have a lot of education programs. Um, what I like, when you adopt a pet, think about when you spend, how much time do you spend investing in either buying a, a car or some Jeez, other, like a big the whole day. Over. Right. Yes. But you, you devote a lot of energy, Research. right? But think about it. When you get a dog or a cat, that animal's going to probably be with you longer than your average car. I never thought about it that way. So um, I say, uh, you know. Spend go Spend some time. Yes, definitely. And go beyond looks alone because you're looking for temperament. You're looking for an, uh, a cat or a dog that really matches your lifestyle. If you've got a really, 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 really busy household with kids and everything, probably the least thing you want to get is a very shy, submissive Persian cat who's saying, why am I in this household? <laughs> Instead, maybe a high-energy uh, dog that might be like a Jack Russell mix or something like that, or a cat like a Maine Coon or a... Something uh, that fits your lifestyle, right? Yeah, People yeah. didn't think about that before. They just basically got the animal on looks. You can't go on looks alone, because i got to tell you, the longer you're with your pets the longer they look more adorable. And today, speaking of that, we have some folks here from the San Diego Humane Society with one adorable little puppy named Skylar. Could you guys describe Skylar? Sure. Skylar is a, a two-month-old Dalmatian beagle mix. Incredibly curious. Very sweet. But, you know, you really hit the nail on the head, Arden. you got to get a dog that or cat or whatever pet fits your lifestyle, you know. And everybody thinks that puppies are super cute. But, you know, some people, a puppy may not be the right fit. We have some wonderful older companion animals and you know along with puppies you've got lots of training to do lots of chewing to get through so you know it's really about making sure that you have the right pit to fit your lifestyle. Coming to you live from San Diego and the San Diego Humane Society's uh, Adopt-a-Thon. Many animals from Katrina, uh, some from the Love Train will be going back and finding out a little more but I believe we have a special guest on the phone huh? Hello. Hello. Hi, Judy. Hi, Betty. How are you? I'm fine, but I can hardly hear you, darling. I'll try to speak up. 
There we go. Okay, I have Hal Abrams here with us also. I was wondering if you were going to introduce me. <laughs> and I didn't hear your first name, honey. My name is Hal. Hal. Well, hi, Hal. It's Betty. Nice to talk to both of you. It's well, you too. Very nice to talk to you, of course, uh, the great actress, but not, oh, not and a lot. I got you fooled. <laughs> well, hey, listen, that's all that matters, right? <laughs> right. And you're also uh, a part of the SPCA LA, is that yes, correct? Yes, I do their telethon every year, and I work with them. I've worked with them for, for all these years, and I've worked with the LA Zoo for 36 years. Uh, and I'm a zoo commissioner, so that's wow. my, my real world work is animals. What What do you do as a zoo commissioner? Uh, well, we we work. I was on the board for all the years that we tried so hard to get our own zoo commission. We were working out of park and recreation, and the golf courses and the highways and all those, and then the zoo was way down at the bottom somewhere. So we finally got our own zoo commission about uh, eight years ago. So good. Animals have been all of your life? That's right. Uh huh. And now we get we have a direct line to the city council and the, the, the mayor's office and all that to help us as much as possible with the zoo. Oh, that's great. Well, do you remember your first animal, the first animal that you made that connection with? Well, I guess it was before I remember because when my folks brought me home from the hospital, uh, we had Toby, a marmalade cat, mm-hmm. who was... Uh, uh, what, what kind of leg? Marmalade? An orange cat. Oh, okay. They call them marmalades. Okay. And... Uh, Toby would sit on the corner of my crib, and my mother always said, if Toby hadn't approved of the new baby, she would have sent me right back to the hospital. (laughs) So I come by my animal love naturally. Did you have kind of a reverse role as a child? Instead of you bringing home pets and asking your parents if you could keep them because they followed you home, your parents did these did that thing? That was it. They'd say, oh, Betty, he followed us home. Can we keep him? So, of course, I was in hog heaven. We all just loved him. Well, that's great to, to have an environment be brought up, and your parents encourage that uh, environment with animals. Are you a cat person or a dog person? Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm an anything with a leg on each corner. I don't care what it is. But I'm, I'm a big kitty person. Uh-huh. I, my bobcat, I just lost my bobcat I'm about sorry. a month ago, and he was uh, he was about 18, and uh, he was a foundling, so I didn't know his exact age, but he Uh was a beautiful Himalayan who was such a people cat. Sounds like he lived a a very long life, too. Yes. Very good. Any other animals at home? Yes, I have a, they're looking at me. I have a golden (laughs) retriever. He was puppy raised in Alaska to be a guide dog. Wow. But he, his hips didn't quite measure up, so he went into career change, (laughs) and uh, so he's 10 now, and his name is Kita, K-I-T-T-A. Wonderful. Because in Inuit, Kita means forward. Oh. And then I have my little old girl here, my little Shih Tzu, Uh Panda. She's a black and white Shih Tzu who will be 15 in September. Wow. I talk to my pets a lot. Do you think I should be embarrassed about that, Betty? I think you should be embarrassed for apologizing for it. <laughs> that, that, Believe me, I, of course, I talk to all animals, but, but the, the pets 
they may not know the exact words, but they read you so completely, your tone of voice, your your body language and all that. And you just deal them into the into the family and, and deal them into the conversation. It's amazing the results you get. Well, I, we actually have a, a cat that actually runs the radio show. Oh, uh, really? What, what kind? A black and white tuxedo cat. Oh, I love tuxedos. <laughs> he's, uh, he, he watches us all the time and makes sure he's making sure that we're working and, and doing everything properly. And, of course, if any city officials or government officials come by, uh, we refer them directly. To uh, Boog. To Boog. Is oh, his well, name. of course. What's his name? Boog. Boog? Oh, well, but please give him my love. I will. Now, let me ask you this question before we let you go here. I, I know that you're a wonderful actress and animal lover, but I just realized you're also the author of four books. Yep. And I had a wonderful I love writing, and I've, I've, someday I'll get back to I've got number five started, but someday I'll get back to it, but not right now. Are these animal books? Uh, well, the first one was Pet Love, oh. How Pets Take Care of Us. They were therapy animals, you know, not only guide dogs, but hearing ear dogs and, and hospice cats and all that. So that was Pet Love. And then uh, the next one was uh, Betty White in Person, which was a series of how I feel about old grief and marriage and and love and all that sort of thing, kind of essays. And uh, mm-hmm. then the third one was The Leading Lady, who was my beloved Dinah. She was a golden retriever guide dog that when she retired as a guide dog, she belonged to my best friend. And, of course, he was going to keep her when he got his new guide. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But she just went, she couldn't face, a, a, she lost her master, she lost her job, and she just went under the bed and wouldn't eat or anything. So I said, let me try her, Tom. And uh, so she came to me and had a whole new job. She had my housekeeper to break in and the <laughs> mailman and the UPS man and the pool man. So uh, Tom and I wrote the book. We didn't write it together. He wrote his chapters on his early life with Dinah. He was a special correspondent for uh, Good Morning America. Mm-hmm. And he used to travel all over the country with just Dinah, and she would take him all over. Aww. So he wrote his chapters about the young Dinah, and I wrote mine about how her wonderful transition into this new life. And she came to me when she was 11, and she made 15 by three wow. days. Wow. And uh, so Tom always said he took the, she taught him how to grow up and me how to grow old. Aww. And then the last one uh, was Betty White in Person, which, I mean, uh, Here We Go Again, which is kind of my, my television career from <laughs> scratch. Wait, is there, I'm wondering, is there anything we should be looking for uh, on the horizon? Uh, I have a recurring role on uh, Boston Legal that I'm oh. having a wonderful time with. Very good. And we go back to work. Uh, we've been on hiatus now, but we got picked up for 22 episodes for the new season, and I'm thrilled we go back to work about a week. Any words of wisdom that you'd love to give the listeners about their animals or about animals in general? Yes, just just enjoy each and every day. Their roads are shorter than ours, so make the most of every day that you're together. And also... Be, be be responsible for your own animals and then we wouldn't have an animal problem if everybody took their own responsibility and dealt that that pet into the family and and uh, considered everybody else even the people who aren't as animal oriented as we are that you 
if you don't take your responsibility, you turn animal moderates into animal haters, and you don't want to do that. No, you no. sure don't. Thank you so much. Well, thank you for the work you both do. Thank you, Hal, and thank you, Judy. Thank the, you, Betty. Betty White on Animal Radio, and there's more Animal Radio on the way. Stick around. I would if I could. <laughs> Bye-bye. You Bye-bye. can learn more about today's guest at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. Coming to you live from San Diego and the San Diego Humane Society Adopt-a-thon. It is just a spectacular day. It's one of those days that if you have no willpower whatsoever, <laughs> you, you, you will leave with a few animals. <laughs> because there's so many cute animals, young, old, uh, not only cats, dogs, but uh, guinea pigs. Pocket pets. Pocket pets. Yes. Hi, yeah. Sarah. How Hello. are you doing? Thanks for having me on. Now, what's your official title here? I am the marketing communications coordinator, but I'm also kind of a small pet guru, if you yeah. will. I noticed I, that. Uh, I was going to say, is that uh, uh, is that a uh, is that a guinea pig, right? It's a guinea pig. <laughs> okay. This is Johnson the guinea pig. Let's see if we can, um, you can hear him talk. Okay, let me turn the music down. hear him? I don't know. Now, what is he saying there? He's just talking. I think he's a little bit um, upset that I took him away from his brother. He has a brother, too, so they're they're looking to go home together. It's uh, Johnson and Logan, okay. and so this is Johnson, and, you know, I think a lot of people um, think about dogs and cats for adoption, but they don't think about the small pets. Now, why would they be an advantage? Well, small pets are great for first-time pet parents because they're not completely free-roaming like a cat or a dog, so you're not going to have the problems with, you know, chewing or scratching, that kind of thing, and you can take them out of their cage, but and they can sit on your lap, and they're they're pretty much low maintenance, more low maintenance than a cat or dog. Another term, pocket pet. Some people aren't familiar with that term. What is a pocket pet? A pocket pet is basically a small animal pet. Guinea pigs, rabbits, hamsters, rats, um, mice, uh-huh. those kind of pets are pocket pets. pocket pets. And we generally have rabbits and guinea pigs here. Sometimes we have rats. We do have some rats for adoption today. We also have wow. some mice for adoption. So we have a variety of animals for adoption, but we do have lots of uh, rabbits and guinea pigs. And How long will a guinea pig live? A guinea pig lives about three to five years, Okay. And whereas a rabbit lives about eight to ten years, so a little bit of a longer commitment. What do they eat? Guinea pigs. Pigs eat, they eat pellets as well as leafy green vegetables and fruit every day. Guinea pigs actually have a vitamin C deficiency, so they need to have a serving of a fruit or a vegetable rich in vitamin C every day. So guinea pigs love oranges. Oranges and kale as well has lots of vitamin C, Uh so that you'll see them munching on kale or oranges here. And they get a little bit of pellets and hay every day. Guinea pigs must have their hay. It's needed for digestion. Now, do you spay and neuter them? We neuter the guinea pigs. We do not spay the guinea pigs because they, their organs are so close to their little spines that it's a very delicate surgery, and we'd, it'd be kind of dangerous to spay them. So we don't spay them, but we do. We can send home a male-female pair since we do neuter the, the boy guinea pigs. Oh. Rabbits are a little bit more, as, as far as pocket pets go, a little bit more, um, need a little more skill as far as like holding them and um, picking them up and their care. But guinea pigs make awesome pets for kids and first-time pet parents who maybe just want to start out with a smaller animal that's a little bit easier. Wow. Yeah. Do most humane societies have guinea pigs, and, or is this something that's kind of unique? Too? Many of them do. Uh, many, many humane societies have rabbits. Unfortunately, rabbits are the third most relinquished animals to shelters. Ooh, why is that? Um, a lot of people get rabbits, and they're not they're not aware of how long they live, the type of care they require. How, how long do they live? Eight to ten years. Wow. So like, almost as long as a dog or a cat. So they're not, you know, they're not required the special care. And also, many rabbits don't always enjoy being picked up, so they don't make the best pets for kids. Uh-huh. 
that want to be have an animal to pick up. So a lot of times people get, you know, they're just they weren't what they expected, and they end up coming to a shelter like ours. Now some people are allergic to cats and dogs. What about guinea pigs and rabbits? Do you, you know, find a lot allergies? Of, some people do have allergies to really? guinea pigs and rabbits, but many people who have allergies to cats or dogs aren't allergic to the small animals for some reason. Hmm. So and vice versa. So if you if you've been looking for a pet and you think you can't have one because you have allergies to dogs or cats, uh-huh. you may not have an allergy to a guinea pig or a rabbit, and that oh. might be a great alternative for you. Uh huh. How cute. So, okay, all the animals that you have here at the San Diego Humane Society, guinea pigs, rats, mice. I saw a cute little mouse yesterday. Yes, we have several (laughs) mice. We had a a mommy mouse come in, and she had several, I think, 13 mice. Oh, no. So we have several mices here. Mices. (laughs) Plural. Uh, Dogs, cats, no horses, right? Not usually. Sometimes we do get horses. If there's an instance with our Animal Rescue Reserve or our Investigations Department where we take in a horse, and they live at a different facility, though. If someone can't make it out today, but they're interested in finding out what animals are available, uh, website? Yes, definitely go on our website, www.sdhumane.org. And there's a whole pet list you can look at, and you can even narrow it down by rabbits or small and furry guys like the, the guinea pigs and the, and the mises. <laughs> and oh. it's a great way to kind of preview before you come down sure. what kind of animals we have and we try to keep that as current as possible. And when people come down and they see the animals, they actually, there's a room that they can go into and play uh, with the animal. And if you have another animal already, you can actually introduce the two yes, animals? Yes, definitely. Um, all of our cats and dogs live in small apartments or town, like uh, habitats if you will. And when you go and to meet them, you actually go into their little room with furniture, and it's it's all made up. So you can go in there, and it's almost just like a home. So you can you can meet with the animal in a very comfortable place. And then when you if you have another dog, let's say, and you want to make sure that it's going to get along with the dog that you're adopting, uh-huh. we do have socialization areas ready and available for you to have the wow. dogs meet. That's a great idea, Sarah. Thanks so much for spending no time problem. With us thanks today. for having me on, and thanks for being here today. We appreciate you guys having us out today. If people want to learn more, the website uh, www.sdumain.org. Hal and Judy, you do a great Great job for our four-legged and two-legged and no-legged friends. Thank you very much. Remember, you can get lots more Animal Radio all week long, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year at AnimalRadio.com. Call us during the week at 1-866-405-8405. You can email us at yourvoice at AnimalRadio.com. Remember, if you get an animal this week... Spay or neuter. You haven't heard that enough. And if you get a cat... (laughs) Don't declaw. And if you're looking for a certain breed... Don't buy from a breeder. Go online. There are specific breed rescues. Or go to your local shelter to find that perfect little puppy waiting to go home. I'm Hal Abrams. Miss Judy Francis. We'll see you next week for more Animal Radio right here on Animal Radio Network. Bye-bye. This is Animal Radio Network.